Welcome to the Royal Caribbean Blog Podcast, a weekly look into the world of Royal Caribbean cruising. I'm your host, Matt Hotchberg, and this is episode number 182. You know, when we envision a Royal Caribbean cruise, we think about the, all the fun we're going to have on board, on shore, the drinks we're going to have, the shows we're going to see, and all the wonderful activities. But the one thing we probably don't think about, and honestly don't want to think about, is if something bad is going to happen. Certainly, the real world does apply on Royal Caribbean ships, and Getting sick is part of that, and, and like it or not, it's something that can happen, likely not going to happen, but if it does, today's episode is for you, because we're actually going to talk to somebody who just went on a Royal Caribbean cruise, and unfortunately, had a bout of illness affect her, and we're going to talk about what her experience was like, and maybe share some stories and insights in her experience, so that if this were to ever happen to you, you'd be better prepared for it. Here we go. When we go on a Royal Caribbean cruise and when we plan a Royal Caribbean cruise, we have these images of sunshine, palm trees, drinks being delivered to us at our, at our, at our, at our lounge chair, and everything's wonderful and everyone's happy and everyone's smiling. But sometimes, despite our best planning, our best attempts to make sure that real life doesn't hit us, real life hits us. And unfortunately, these kind of things can even happen on a cruise ship, including getting sick. Now, no one wants this to happen, and there's certain, certainly there's precautions you can take, but... At the end of the day, sometimes bad things happen, unfortunately. But the good news is it's not the end of the world. And joining me on today's episode is actually someone who just went through this on her recent cruise. And she is here to tell you that it wasn't hashtag cruise ruined. It was still what she enjoyed her time. But we can all learn something from her experiences. It is my good friend Haley Whiting, who uh, runs a wonderful blog, by the way, doitwithaflare.com. I love reading these and looking at the photos, but the photos are the best part about it. Haley, welcome to the Royal Green Blog Podcast. Hey, Matt. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, my pleasure. Uh, of course, Haley, you were just on Adventure of the Seas, and uh, maybe some of you knew about that already from your blog and some of the sh- stuff you were sharing on social media. And, um, you know, I, 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 as I was following along your progress on the cruise via social media, and then I saw that you ran into uh, getting sick, and we'll talk about that in a second, I thought this would be really interesting, not just from, you know, what happened standpoint, but, but again, I hope this will be a lesson learning opportunity for all of us to, ha- to be able to understand what happens, how it happens, and how to deal with it when it does happen. I think hearing about it firsthand is going to be really helpful for folks. So thank you so much for coming on here and, and sharing the, 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 I don't say the gruesome details, but all the details with us. I'll try not to make them too gruesome, but no problem. <laughs> so take us back. You're on Adventure of the Seas. Now, what, where, at what point in the cruise did, uh, did the incident occurring? Take us through kind of the, the beginning steps there. Okay, so I left on a Saturday, and this was Wednesday. So this is Antigua. This is my third port. Because we had a sea day, and then it was all five of my port days. So third port day, we had gone off the beaten path in Antigua. I tend to go off the beaten path and kind of free lance snorkel and stuff typically. found this great beach, um, and it was pretty secluded. There was a little bar off to the side, and my husband had gotten me a drink there. I only drank about half of it, and then I spilled it. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't think anything of it. <laughs> I kept going on my merry way. Um, we got back. We ate at the Windjammer at about 2.30-ish or so. And it was a long day. Like, I snorkeled and whatnot. So my husband and I went and took a nap. I know some people say you shouldn't, you know, go take a nap, experience everything. But I needed a nap. It's very poor intensive. So <laughs> I woke up at about 7 o'clock that night. And my stomach was off. And I'm like, I'm not somebody who gets seasick ever. Like, I've cruised a lot. Sure. I'm just like, something isn't right. So, needless to say, I made a trip to the uh, to 
to the restroom and a projectile, unfortunately. And then I felt better after. I was like, okay, you know, maybe I just, you know, ate something that, you know, maybe set my stomach off. Who knows? Sure. And then like 20 minutes later, it happened again. (laughs) I'm like, oh, my God. (laughs) But then I felt even better than the first time. And it was about time to eat. And I always do second dining, so it's about 8.30. And we're sitting down there, and I started feeling queasy again. And my um, my server in your main dining room, if you're ever feeling queasy, and you tell them that you just want like you know like a plain chicken breast or just plain rice, like they'll accommodate you completely if oh. you're not feeling good. Good to know. So there's one tip. <laughs> and as I sat there and told him that you know maybe just you know like a little bit of rice or, and some broth, he went to take you know he went away, took our orders. I felt sick again. I grabbed my stuff. I ran it and. I got sick again. (laughs) So I just decided from there, I'm like, something's not right with me. I'm like, I'm going to go down to the infirmary, which is on deck one on that ship. Interesting. Now let me, uh, let me, let's, let's stop right there. Cause this is a good, this is a good decision making point. Obviously three times. That was kind of what I had in my head as you were talking about it, because you know, once that can happen to anybody, right? Twice. Okay. It wasn't cleared out from the first time. Right. And then three times. (laughs) Yeah. That's kind of the sign of there's something definitely not right when you're, you know, if you're yakking that many times. Now, a couple questions. Did you did you buy trip insurance before this cruise? I did not buy trip insurance. Okay, and that's I rarely I bought it I think once, so I am totally with you on that. Did your decision to go to the doctor was it compounded by this idea or fear of the cost of going there? For me it wasn't really a fear. I mean I knew there would be a cost associated, but like for example, like I have like an HSA account. And I've read that you can pay with that. So at that point, I did not care. (laughs) I'm like, I I don't feel good. I was at that point because I had yacked three times that um, uh, I had nothing left to yak, it felt like. So I'm like, something's got to give here because I still felt sleazy. Yeah. Just want to make it uh, clear that the the, – well, we'll talk about this in a minute here when Haley gives us a description. But there is an infirmary on board all the ships. That's important to know. And – it's one of those things that, yes, there will be additional costs because it's an out-of-network kind of thing for almost anybody. I don't know any insurance that covers that. Um, and if they do, I can't imagine what your premium is. But um, it, it is worth noting. Sometimes a lot of health insurances will cover it or they'll cover part of it. And anyway, that's a discussion that we may get into a little bit later. But all right, so you go down to the doctor. What happens? So I go down there, and there's a, I'm greeted by a woman who's a registered nurse. She has the insignia and stuff on her clothes. And um, she asked me how I'm feeling. I was given a form to fill out. And on this form, you know, it asked which islands you had been to, if you consumed anything on those islands, if you even had anything with ice in your your beverage, which, you know, made me think of like, oh, my God, I drank half of a little cup of that had ice. And I'm like, maybe it was that. Who knows? And then on the back of it, it asks you to detail out of, I think, to three or four days back your meals, roughly what time and roughly what you ate. Oh, by the way, so, quick, uh, quick story about the ice, which reminded me of something. I'm not sure if I shared this story on the podcast before, but uh, when my wife was pregnant with our first kid uh, a number of years ago, we went to Cozumel and she was pregnant at the time. So we're, we're smart enough to know you're not supposed to drink the water in, in, in Mexico, right? Like, that's pretty obvious. That oh, we're, going there, we're, we're doing everything we're supposed to be doing. And then we see a snow cone dude. I'm like, oh, snow cones. Awesome. So we start eating the snow cones. And then about halfway through, it, it, it occurs to me, wait a minute. Snow cones are made out of ice, which is water. And it's definitely not bottled <laughs> water they're using. So the moral of the story is my kid turned out okay. But anyway, 
There you go. Ice, though. And, uh, no, and it was water. funny because I didn't even think about it. You know, I just thought, you know, I'd been no. snapping pictures for my blog. I've been snorkeling. And my husband's like, oh, you're going to love this drink because, you know, he I only drink fruity drinks <laughs> or wine. <laughs> <laughs> and it was. It was a really good drink. And then I had set it down partially on my lap because I was doing something with my camera and I spilled half of it. Oh, I was like, oh, because it tasted really good. <laughs> but, and then it dawned on me. I was like, oh, my, it could have been that. Or, I mean, another thing, the only other thing that I could think of is um, I noticed on that particular cruise that there were there seemed to be more of a foreign demographic. And sometimes the hand washing didn't seem to be as a, much of a precedent <laughs> mm. for some people. And especially Adventure has really nice brand new hand washing stations like right outside the wind jammer. Beautiful, oh, cool. like really nice. A- along with the Purell dispensers, like they actually have the the faucet and the hand dryer in the same. It's the same thing. Like the hand dryer is attached to the faucet. Like it has the bars out to the side, and it's like you know electronic. Oh, nice! It's really neat. So, <laughs> yeah. but I noticed. I think a little bit more than other cruises that I've been on that there are a lot of people that seem to skip <laughs> those stations a little bit. But maybe that's just me being. In a little bit more, I just it just seemed to notice it because like everybody sure. that I cruised with, I cruise in a group, kind of noticed the same thing. So I mean, it could just, or it could just be something that didn't hit me right. Who knows? I'll yeah. never know so, at the end of the day. Yeah. Well. Anyway. So you're you're talking to the nurse and you fill out the yep. form. Yep, I fill out the form and waited um, about fifteen minutes because she had to take my C pass card. Um, she did tell me the doctor's fee on board that ship. I don't know if it's different. The doctor consult fee is $189. And I was like, I don't care. I just need to feel better. Yeah. <laughs> I don't care. It's, it's, actually, it's actually not that. I thought it was going to be higher than that, quite honestly. Especially, I mean, you know, you go to any doctor's office in the United States and you, without insurance, which is essentially what you're doing in this situation, that's kind of where that's the going rate. Or at least that's my perception of it, anyway. Yeah, that, that's kind of what I thought. And I mean, I told her I felt sick again so she went and got me a nice little souvenir barf bag to carry around with myself (laughs) (laughs) and then um she called and consulted the doctor that they had on board and they decided to um draw some blood and hook me up to an iv so i don't know what the costs are for those yet but that stuff did not get billed to my onboard account okay so i'm looking to assume it is coming separately (laughs) they'll find you so they'll find me. <laughs> Lord knows my student loan companies find me. They'll find me too. <laughs> just teasing. But um, I went in and I just, I still felt so nauseous. So they drew some blood and they did give me a shot. I forget of what it was. Um, but I know I got it when I was pregnant and had my C-section. Because when I felt like I was sick, the anesthesiologist gave me a shot of something so I wouldn't get sick. Okay. Because I get really nauseous. So I got a shot of that. So that finally subsided got my IV and my body like guzzled that and they put some medication in the IV. I just felt very weak. I mean, it was nice to not be sick, but yeah. felt very weak. Um, I was down there probably about two hours total. The doctor came down. It was all pretty timely to be honest. Cause they wanted to pump me for, you know, with a little bit more fluids. But by the end of it, they gave me a big bag of Tylenol, a box of antibiotic. And they said that there was an infection in my blood when they did, when they ran my blood, I don't know what that was. I didn't really care at that point in time. I just didn't want to be sick anymore. <laughs> sure. So I, you know, I felt a little better, but very weak. But they told me I was going to have to um, stay in my cabin at least twenty four hours from my first incident. So went back to my cabin. I was, you know, I was just feeling very weak and tired. And oh my god, that night <laughs> was so terrible. <laughs> like I ended up in total 
in that like eight or nine hour span, I like yacked like 14 times. Like, wow, <laughs> it was, it was Not rough. <laughs> it was yeah. just a very rough night. It was I, like, I just felt like I didn't have any pain. Plus, like I said, I don't get seasick, but it was a little rough that night too. So it was just, Oh, it didn't stop until about four in the morning. <laughs> yeah. And that was rough. So the next port was St. Kitts, and obviously I was not allowed out. And I didn't fully understand. Like they said, you know, you need to stay in your cabin. They didn't quite say quarantine. Sure. My my stateroom attendant used that term. But, like, my friends went off to go into St. Kitts. Hang on. Let's back up for a second. So your stateroom attendant (laughs) knew about it? Like they they brought the – the medical center informed the stateroom attendant? Yes. The stateroom attendant okay. kind of ended up being like the uh, guard at the door. <laughs> okay. So it, it's, it's interesting to know how stringent – because I've heard about this quarantine thing, but I don't know like how – do they post people at your door? How do they know you're not leaving the room? And this is – basically that person is on duty is what it sounds like, right? Oh, absolutely. So what happened is my friends and I told my husband to go off into St. Kitts. Thankfully, I didn't have a lot planned that day. But, um, you know, I had a list. No, they did not quarantine um, my husband. But I know my mom has actually had a friend get sick on a sailing before Mm -hmm. that she she went on like a girl's trip and they quarantined my mom as well, even though my mom wasn't sick. So, but the sailing, they didn't do it to my husband. So I think that's kind of. What? what did they offer? What did they offer for you? Did they give you anything um, when you were in the room while you're quarantined? Um, I, I've heard in past yep. cruises free pay per view. Yeah. So what ended up? Um, ha- well, they give you a list when you leave, like zero to six hours. You can only have water, which okay. you know I couldn't even do that. And then six to twelve hours, you're allowed to have rice, strained broth, and toast without anything on it. And then, like, it goes further um, after the 12th hour, you can have, like, mashed potatoes or stuff like that. So I thought I would have to, like, kind of go get that, you know, like, run up to the one gym. <laughs> I just, I didn't yeah, really I think gonna, about it. <laughs> did they have on the list, like, when when the girly drinks return to the menu? <laughs> like, you know, it's no, a cruise after all. <laughs> you can start having vodka after it's 16 hours. <laughs> I mean, it's potato, you know. <laughs> so, but I went to, like, leave to just go get rice, like, because I had slept most of the morning, because obviously I didn't sleep, me- sleep much in the night. So it's about 10.30 in the morning I went to go get some rice and i had started to walk down the hallway and my stereo was like no 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 you can't leave and i was like oh I'm, I'm like i'm just need to get some rice i'm like i just feel pretty pretty weak and he's like yeah. no no he's like they called me you know room service knows whatever you need you just call an s and they know to bring it and oh. let me tell you i mean like because sometimes room service is a little bit slow on the ships but yeah no, they were very prompt. And, like, before my husband went onto the island, he was using, like, the Coke machine Powerade to bring sure. that up to me. So shortly after I got sent back to my room, <laughs> thank God I had a balcony room <laughs> first off. I'm going to say that. Thank God I had a balcony room. But um, a guy from guest services called me and told me, you know, to make sure, you know, I could order whatever I wanted, how much I wanted off of my select diet menu, that they would send me up bottles of Powerade free of charge so not even what's in the coke machines it's like the legit bottles of real power rain sure wow could I have as many of those as i wanted ginger ale sprite bottled water and like it was the nice bottle water like the evians <laughs> like it was the cheap ones that come in the drink packages <laughs> i don't um, drink any kind of bottled water when i'm sick and just I have specific brands <laughs> <laughs> i know brands not right and here. no brown m&ms no, no brown evidence. <laughs> so, 
So I got any of those. And then he said I could order whatever I wanted on pay-per-view that they would just reverse it. They're like, if you need extra blankets. I mean, very, um, very, very accommodating. And then he also informed me that I would be getting a prorated cruise credit for the time that I miss. Wow, that is really nice. So I was like, okay. (laughs) You know, I've got Cuba (laughs) coming up to pay off. I'm fine with that. Sure. (laughs) 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 So I pretty much just sat in there and I – Got to watch Bridget Jones's baby finally, and I just I posted up my stateroom attendant bought me an extra blanket, and I stayed wow. there. And throughout the day, people from guest services would call, the medical office would call, and just see how I was feeling. And I probably had four or five phone calls throughout the day, calling and checking to see how I was feeling. Mm-hmm. And then I got a call right before my quarantine time, asking if I was, you know still throwing up and (laughs) whatnot and I said no and they finally released me but one thing that I found was kind of neat is after they released me I mean like my main dining room attendant was great but the next day when we were in St. Martin when I went to get off the boat with all my friends my card dinged and they I had to wait until they called the medical office to clear me to get off the boat so you can't try to sneak out (laughs) 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 they won't let you out but it make I mean it makes sense. They want I mean they're doing it for two reasons, right? First and foremost, they want to make sure you're okay. Second of all, obviously they have a responsibility to other guests on the ship that you're not sneaking out and 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 getting other people sick. They don't want that to happen either. Nobody wants that to happen. So, um it it makes some sense and but I'm I'm sure that they they cleared you at that point. Oh yeah, they did. It just took a second and they cleared me and they took it off my card but i mean because you know how you can see the screen when you go if it pops right up with your picture and it's like this big red bar that says isolation <laughs> <laughs> i'm like i should have snapped a picture of that <laughs> do not serve this person <laughs> do not do not but no i mean and then like i even kept getting a i got a call each day after just to see how i was feeling too from the medical office honestly everybody's really accommodating and the biggest thing that i can say and i think it comes from working in a hotel and stuff too hotels and cruise ships are not places where these things breed like you know if it's like a hotel with bed bugs or whatnot like people bring stuff in like it usually comes from something people oriented be it you know it could be that bar that has you know not cleaned out their ice bucket thing in their bar or it could have been people not washing their hands you just you don't know what it could be and it's not something that you can just be like oh i'm never gonna cruise again because i got sick like i've cruised over 10 times and i've never been sick yeah i mean it's look no one wants it to happen it's not a fun experience but uh i think you have the right attitude Haley, which is just that some things are just you know out of your control it's not something that you know was was uh, negligently done to you it's just you just had a it's bad luck is what it is you know and you kind of have to go with the punches but it sounded like you fared pretty well and luckily it only impacted you for part of your cruise not the like the whole cruise or anything like that um and i think your attitude has certainly um helped a lot in terms of making it probably a lot um you know a seamless experience oh yeah i mean i think the attitude is most i mean i won't say that i definitely i mean even still to today i'm probably not a hundred percent from where i was because it just your body just feels very, very weak. Like sure. it just, I mean, you know, it's not a hundred percent, but 
when you live in New York and it's 80 degrees with beautiful blue water outside, you make the most of it no matter what, because we don't see sunshine <laughs> for like another six months. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, I can't argue with that point. So looking back on it, Haley, what would be your recommendations? What are your lessons that you learned uh, for anyone who, if you're going to, if you, this happens to somebody else, which I hope it doesn't happen to anybody listening to this podcast, but if it were to happen, what would be some things that you would hope they would remember from this podcast in terms of advice on making it a, a better experience? Uh, probably the biggest thing would be to keep in, you know, an open mind, like not trying to point the finger and blame people for things like, you know, saying, sure. oh, it's Royal Caribbean's fault, it's this person's fault, because at the end of the day, we don't know. Um, you know, just be conscious of what you do off the islands. Like I said, I freelance a lot, and I'm typically very diligent <laughs> when I freelance, but I mean, that was just sure. a slip up. I was in the midst of shooting photos. And I wasn't really paying attention, you know, when my husband handed me something, I didn't even think about it because, you know, it's kind of second nature was ice. I didn't think about it. could have been that, you know, and just making sure you are washing your hands, you are being cleanly and neat would be my other thing. And then kind of also make sure, I mean, you know, I know some people bring a book and stuff to read poolside, like... I found different ways to entertain myself. I was like having having a backup or anything, but I mean, never be afraid to ask anybody on that boat for help. I mean, that boat in general is probably some of the best service I've ever had in my life, be it hotels, cruise ships or whatnot. But there's so many people on there that are just willing to help you and don't be afraid to ask for something. And if you don't feel good, that $189 made one heck of a difference because if I didn't go down there and actually get some form of fluids pumped into my body, I probably would have been a lot more sick and probably would have had to get off the boat and go to a hospital or something like that. It's good. That's a really good point is that, you know what, it, no one wants to pay money, but extra money they don't have to. But yeah, it's, it's in that kind of a situation, you're probably right. I mean, if you had let it go and keep you know, pushing yourself to that point, that may have been, you know, something a lot worse. So yeah, sometimes you gotta, you gotta, you got to um, suck it up a little bit. I guess my last question for you, Haley, is <laughs> going forward now, I know you have other cruises booked, which is awesome. Are you, is it going to change your perspective on booking insurance, uh, trip insurance for your cruise? For myself, I think if I, I think if I had a different insurance type plan than I do, mm -hmm. I would consider it. But like I have a, a lot of money built up in an HSA account, so sure. I don't know. Sense. I don't know if I would. For, I mean, depends I, on the person. I honestly, I've never, I've never really booked it. Like, I'm typically very cautious. Cautious. I've worked in the industry. Like, my degrees in the industry. I actually had to take a cruise planning class when I was getting my college degree. <laughs> um, so I consider myself pretty cautious. I mean, but I think for somebody that's not you know, that doesn't have like a built up HSA account or something like that, it is worthwhile to look into. Absolutely. So a couple questions for you. Let's make, let's end this on a happier note, not talking about <laughs> you yakking and, and all that kind of other stuff there. Favorite part of adventure of the seas. What did you love the most about the ship? Uh, about, are we talking like the physical, physical ship or the ambience though? Anything on the, anything on the, what did you love about being on board adventure of the seas? Honestly, like I, I started going to this on my blog a little bit. This service on this boat was unlike any other. And we actually found out on our last night that the food and beverage staff on this boat mm -hmm. is rated the whole last year number one in the entire fleet. Wow. That's I'm I'm surprised in a good way. That's that's wonderful. Oh, it is. I mean and it was 
everybody and everything like my I'm going to end up doing a separate food and beverage write up but like my main dining room waiter his name was Pranab I can't even begin to explain like just above and beyond wasn't like it, it was just second nature and it was second nature to a lot of people on the ship there was a couple guys in the sports bar that were great like I you know, I've had a couple of past cruises where there's, you know, a couple of sour apples here and there. But when you work in hospitality, I understand. But just the service on this boat, you wanted for nothing. Like, I, I, t- I ended up going and pulling out more cash because I wanted to tip people even more above and beyond. I always have cash to tip anyways on sure. top of the tips. But I was just, I was floored. And I mean, I work for Hilton. So, like, you know, <laughs> customer service is totally my thing. And I the service was just it was unreal awesome. <laughs> it was really great That's and i mean and then the new sports deck areas are great like the flow rider and the slides and stuff those were all wonderful but the service on that boat it's the best service i've had between any hotel or cruise ship ever good um since you sailed on adventure of the seas what's a what's your best tip for someone going on adventure of the seas for their first time if it's out of um, San Juan, yep. especially, um, definitely stay before and after the night because you just kind of want to continue it. But Adventure of the Seas, get on as early as possible. Like, explore it. Get your boundaries because you're going to get a feel because a lot of the staff is out and about at the different bars, especially if you like to frequent the bars. And you can kind of get a feel of who your favorites are. Like, my group always tends to find a favorite couple bartenders, <laughs> but it's just a good way to get a feel of the ship. Like that was the way I, you know, especially if you want to take pictures and whatnot, I got on the flow rider really quick, you know, got to get that done and out of, not out of the way, but you got to get all my good pictures and experiences before it got too crowded for sail away. I like it. Favorite restaurant on any Royal Caribbean ship. Honestly, I, I've never done the specialty ones, but I always love the main dining room like i i eat breakfast in the main dining room i love dinner in the main dining room all of i've never had a bad experience in the main dining room i love the main dining room and to me that is cruising that's quintessential cruising that's why i'm a big traditional dining fan like as opposed to my time i got nothing against my time but i mean i just to me traditional dining in the main dining room especially for dinner and i agree breakfast and lunches are wonderful in there as well um but so i'm i'm totally on board with you the uh it's a great place to uh, have any meal Absolutely, especially breakfast. Like you could go up and get like buffet food. And like I said, I've worked in a hotel, and buffet food's not typically my thing. <laughs> but I mean, you can go down and be served crab cakes Benedict. <laughs> That's not bad, I guess. <laughs> no, <laughs> preferred drink while on a roller coaster cruise. Oh, I think that's going to depend on my mood. If I'm kind of chilling around for the evening, getting ready to. You know, get my inner share impersonation on a karaoke. It's probably like a lava flow. Okay. But if I'm up by the pool, I love their frozen lemonades with kettle one. I've got it. I've never tried that. I'll have to remember that. Please remind me when I'm on uh, Navigator of the Seas. Oh, I absolutely will. That. But, you know, a mudslide's always a good uh, close second. However, if you are going on adventure, just a note to anybody, there's a guy named Mike in Gravity, and he makes these chocolate martinis that taste like chocolate milk. Just going to throw that out there. <laughs> <laughs> Good to know. How about um, favorite port of call to visit? On this, in general or on this boat? <laughs> in general. 
Ooh, in general? Um, ooh. <laughs> For regular, I'd, I'd probably say St. Martin. I really like St. Martin. Yeah, um, nice. But I do love Coco Cay, though, of course. <laughs> of course. That's not bad at all. What was your um, what was your favorite port on this itinerary they did, the Southern Itinerary on Adventure? Well, like I said, I do love St. Martin, but I really loved St. Lucia. It was very, like, Ooh. mountainous and very lush, very rainforesty yeah. mountainous look. And the water there, it's not that brilliant blue, like in St. Martin, but it's, like, this bluish green, but it's this very, like, clear and pure kind of color. Yeah, who likes that brilliant blue? Pfft, that's what <laughs> Blue-green. <laughs> that's what I'm talking about. Well, it's just, it's a different color, kind of like yeah. up on the Kenai Peninsula in Alaska. That's a gorgeous blue, but it's it's different than any other sure. blue I've seen. So this one was very unique compared to the other ones. Awesome. I like it. And lastly, <laughs> what is your favorite song on the radio or your iPhone today? Oh, man, that's so hard because I have a playlist for all of my moods. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, let me put it this way. You're um, on a cruise ship. What's your go-to song? Uh, Mermaid by Train. Wow. All right. That's, I got to check that one out. Thank, that's awesome. Well, you Haley, will love you so it. You'll for... listen to that and I'll go on your cruise playlist, guaranteed. Awesome. I, will, I'm, <laughs> I now have homework to do. Um, awesome. Well, Haley, thank you so much for checking us, for, for helping us out here. And of course, I want to make sure everyone checks out your blog, uh, doitwithaflare.com. I enjoyed the uh, San Gennaro Feast article, by the way. It has nothing to do with cruising, but. Well, thank you. Uh, I love San Gennaro feasts, so any opportunity to go relive those memories, I'm all about that. Well, I'm geeking out about writing about Cuba in April, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> yeah, that'll be pretty sweet. <laughs> awesome. But well, thanks Haley, so thanks much. Again. I appreciate it. Absolutely. As always, thanks for listening to the Royal Command Blog Podcast. Of course, having you a part of the show is what is really important because otherwise it would just be me talking to myself. And on today's episode, we're also answering your listener emails. And if you have a question about your Royal Caribbean cruise or a comment about something maybe you heard on this podcast or perhaps you read on RoyalCaribbeanBlog.com, this is your opportunity to talk about it. And, of course, you can send me an email, Matt at RoyalCaribbeanBlog.com, M-A-T-T at RoyalCaribbeanBlog.com. Our first email this week comes to us from Joe Morin who writes, Hi again, Matt. Thanks for the great podcast. Um, I saw your post about the additional $50 instant savings for cruises booked by the end of this year. And between that and seeing the Superior Ocean View balcony rooms that were available, we had to move on that room. We just booked our cruise with Heather from MEI Travel. Hat tip to you for the recommendation agency, both on your blog and the podcast. Heather made it super simple and was able to get very quickly locked in the two connecting Superior balcony rooms on Deck 8 just for us. They're more aft than midship, but I think we'll manage. Heather is also making sure that we have trip insurance through Royal Caribbean available as well, so we're all set. Now we get to spend the next year and three months picking excursions, deciding on dining plans or not, and waiting for a deal on drink packages, paying off the trip, and of course, doing our best repair by following your blog and podcast. Thanks again for all the great information. Keep it coming. P.S. Would very much appreciate it if you could still advise on the Wi-Fi and how is the coverage on Freedom of the Seas. Awesome. Well, Joe, first of all, thank you very much for the uh, the question, and it's a pleasure to hear from you. And I'm so glad to hear that MEI Travel helped you out with your uh, travel plans. There. Of course, MEI Travel is a sponsor of RoyalCaribbeanBlog.com, and I've used it for many years, and I'm so glad to hear, Joe, that you had a good experience with them as well. Now, on to your question about the Wi-Fi and how is the Wi-Fi coverage on Freedom of the Seas, it's actually very, very good. Uh, Royal Caribbean has gone 
made quite a bit of strides actually in the last couple of years to enhance the Wi-Fi across its fleet. In fact, you know, back in the day, there were only spots on the ship where you'd have Wi-Fi connections. That's not the case anymore. Now it is stem to stern, as Royal Caribbean says, and it's all over. And for basic messaging, uh, web browsing, and, and a whole lot more, it's perfectly great for you. I mean, the only issues you run into are video streaming. I'm not sure that's really a priority for you uh, there, Joe. But it's the, the new Voom Internet is really a step up. And considering how cheap it is, especially if you pre-book it, it's wonderful. So I do recommend a couple things. Number one, pre-book your internet packages on Royal Caribbean's website. The deals that are offered there, they usually, there's usually a 30% off discount. Oh, almost always exceeds any onboard discounts, even if you're in Crown and Anchor Society. We've written blog posts about this in the past comparing the discounts. But in general, pre-booking it with that 30% discount is going to be a better deal for you. Uh, so you won't want to take advantage of that. Number two is figure out how many devices you need. So the way it works is Royal Caribbean sells you how many devices you can have connected at one time. You can buy one, two, three, four, five device plans. It's not to say that you can't use 20 devices, but the plan only supports however many devices you want at one time. So, Joe, if it's just you and your wife, let's say, probably a two-device plan is going to be sufficient. Now, of course, if you want to be on your phone and your laptop and your wife wants to be on the phone and all at the same time, that would be three devices you need. But... If you're only going to be using it, you know, one at a time, then a one-device plan could work. You just have to log out of one device and log back in on another device. So, kind of figure out which plan is going to be the best option for you. I think, in general, you probably need less than you think because, again, even though I'm that example earlier with your phone and your laptop, it's not very common. I think most of the time you're using one at a time. So, probably the best thing. But, again, unless you need to have a device that's always connected or something like that, um, you know, figure out there. And certainly for, for staying in touch with other folks, I do recommend using getting a Voom plan and using a messaging app. Uh, iPhones have iMessage. You can use WhatsApp. You can use Skype. You can use Facebook Messenger. There are a ton of different options out there, and they should cost you nothing extra to use. And the, advantage, the added advantage of going with that plan is I not only can you use it for messaging, but you can use it for other things, right? Checking your email, communicating with friends and family back home, checking social media, doing all the things you do on the internet in general. Now, if you're not really an internet person, you're saying, man, I really just want to be able to communicate while I'm bored, and that's it, then probably the best option, quite honestly, is to use text messaging. Don't buy an internet plan. Refer to your carrier's options for roaming texting. So basically, when you're out of your cell phone network and you're on, on a, another network, how much it costs to send text messages. Almost all the major U.S. carriers have free incoming messages and some varying degree of charge for message sent. You can buy certain plans, but I think really, you know, considering how few messages you'll probably send unless you and your wife are, you know, like teenagers <laughs> and text quite a bit, it's going to be probably more cost-effective than buying a Voom package, keeping in mind that as long as you're not sending you know, more than, I don't know, $10 to $15 worth of text messages a day that you'll be fine without a Voom plan. So that's probably your best bet right there, Joe. And I will post a link in our show notes, by the way, to an article about how to use your cell phone while on a roller coaster cruise without coming home to a monster bill later on. Definitely something a lot of folks are cognizant of, and it's probably one of the biggest mistakes people make is they don't understand it, and they, and they run into issues later on. So you want to avoid all those, and again, that link will be on our show notes at RoyalCaribbeanBlog.com for this episode. Next, we have an email from Murph who's responding to our Wish side effect episode I did with uh, Billy a couple weeks ago. And um, Murph says, My wish is Murph's name is picked out of a hat and given a lifetime of free cruises. The Twilight Zone will be the Black Mirror effect as the carnival buys Royal Caribbean the day I go on my first cruise. <laughs> I love it, Murph. Thanks for the email. It's a great one. Next up, we have an email from Lynn, who writes, I'm selling on Harmony of the Seas in January, so 
Welcome back. I have a few questions regarding my upcoming travel on Harmony. My first question is, do I need to have a picture taken and uploaded to the online before checking prior to leaving? On other cruises that I've taken, I've had my picture taken at the pier. I'm flying to Fort Lauderdale on Friday uh, from Chicago. I would like to go to the pier and watch the ships leave. Where's the best place to watch them leave? And roughly, what time would I need to get there in order to watch them leave? I've never done this before, but always wanted to. Lynn, great questions. Number one, you don't have to do the photo before check-in, but I highly recommend it. The reason why you're doing it is with Harmony of the Seas and the Quantum class ships also, Royal Caribbean is trying to make it a whole lot simpler. So the fact that the person would take, the agent would take your photo on previous cruises just takes up time. There's no point to it. They want to avoid that whole process. They want you to do all that stuff because if you're going to spend 10 minutes doing it, you may as well do it at home rather than taking 10 minutes away from your vacation, right? And so if you do it beforehand, you'll have it all set up and that way you won't have to spend the time. And that way when you come in and check in, it's very simple. They have all the information they need and you go right on your way into into either waiting to board the ship or board the ship directly depending on what time you arrive. So very easy one. Also, secondly, you want to know about where to watch the ships leave at Fort Lauderdale. Great question. A lot of people want to do this. This is a really fun thing. If you happen to be there on a day in which there are other ships for Oakland or otherwise leaving Port Everglades, there's actually a great park you can go to. It's actually, it used to be called John U. Lloyd State Park. They've renamed something that I can't even, I don't remember what the name of it is, but if you find John U. Lloyd, you'll, you'll find it. I'll post a link in our show notes actually on RoyalCarbonBlog.com to a blog post we wrote about this exact topic, watching cruise ships leave from Port Everglades. It's a, it's a state park. You go there. You walk out to this wonderful jetty, and you will be right where all the cruise ships leave. No matter where they are in Port Everglades, they'll have to pass this point. It's very cool. You get really, really close, quite honestly. Bring your camera. It's a very cool spot, Lynn. And I will, again, post that link at royalcarbonblog.com in our show notes. Good questions all around. And our next question to, comes to us from Mark. Ritz. During a recent podcast, you had you had told the listener that Pokemon Go determines the user's location based on the known location of the source IP. This is actually incorrect. Apps that, that are location-based, like Pokemon Go, Google Maps, Uber, etc., can't use an IP for a location basis because, A, it's not real-time. And you, as you move, you drive, and your location would change since your IP address would likely continue to stay the same. And, B, as you pointed out, it's not likely to be representative of your actual location, but instead the location of that IP address is physical network hardware some router in some building somewhere. Instead, these apps generally use GPS to determine the device's location. Note that most phones require the cellular radio to be enabled for GPS to function, so if you're in airplane mode, GPS location information will be unavailable. In addition to GPS, the devices make use of Wi-Fi positioning systems to determine their location based on Wi-Fi hotspots in the area. There are databases on the internet that have a plethora of Wi-Fi hotspots and their GPS coordinates, and by triangulating the hotspots that use a device that are no locations, the device can compute its own coordinates without using GPS directly. In Clayton's case, while he was inside the ship, the phone was trying to determine its location based on proximity to royal Wi-Fi access points on the ship. These access points were likely to have been previously discovered, mapped, and included in those databases while the ship was docked in ports such as Fort Lauderdale or even the SX French shipyard while Harmony was being built. Hope this information is useful. Thank you, Mark. This is great stuff, by the way probably should have warned everybody that was going to be very nerdy talk coming up but hey it's very helpful especially for folks who are looking to use that and certainly understanding how pokemon go when location awareness works always important so thank you for conveying the correct information mark really appreciate it and lastly our uh we're gonna wrap things up with an email from bill slavin who writes happy holidays matt i solved my issue that i had in my last email with you i had the issue with relic not being available for samsung galaxy tablets for my family my family got me an iphone 7 so i'm really excited to use that instead of my old flip phone my question today is about using Royal IQ and paying the 8 or $9 per person to have the privilege of a phone extension so people can contact you as you roam the ship. 
My father and I got the Thanksgiving weekend deal of 30% off the liquor package with Voom Internet included. Uh-huh. Did we still have to pay extra for the phone extension feature, or will the Voom cover that cost? Thank you, and have a happy new year. Bill, the answer is it's an additional cost, and that's why I don't think it's worth it. Um, what Bill's referring to is in the Royal IQ app, there's an option to allow text messaging and phone calls through the app. The same way that uh, Skype works, right? It's another option in there. But I believe that option is really best used for folks that are either using one or the other, not both. So either you get a Voom package or you're not. So in your case, Bill, what you should do is just, you already got the Voom package with that uh, deal you got. So have everyone in your family agree on a certain messaging app. You have an iPhone 7, you can actually use iMessage. That's the text messaging app. But Apple designed it so that it uses, it'll start to use uh, the uh, internet connection first and then a cellular connection, like an actual SMS slash text message later. But by using iMessage, you can actually get around that or you can use Skype, you can use Facebook Messenger, as I mentioned earlier. Any of those apps will work because they all use the internet and that I think is going to be a whole lot simpler for you, Bill. So uh, hope that answered your question. And thanks to everybody for the wonderful emails this week. I love talking Royal Caribbean together. And of course, if you have a question, a comment, a thought, something on your mind about Royal Caribbean, email Matt at RoyalCaribbeanBlog.com, M-A-T-T at RoyalCaribbeanBlog.com. So until next time, I'm Matt Hotchberg, and we'll talk again soon.